Hey everybody, this is the 400 North podcast where four former roommates compare notes on life. I'm Drew Kapner and I'm here with James Wangler, Shadrach Biggs, and Grant Rasmussen. So, uh, Grant has this bizarre topic that he'd like to address. Yeah, I don't think it's too bizarre, but it is kind of uh, strange. Well, I don't know, strange, maybe. But I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on what colors, what colors do you think of when you like think of numbers, if that makes sense. So like if you think of a number, what color is that number? Like when you think of two, what color is the two? Yeah, so have you seen anyone? <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I I I feel like I I can't even picture a number anymore. Now that I'm trying to analyze the picture in my head, I feel like I can't even see a number. <laughs> All I have to say about this, Grant, is ha have you seen anyone yet? Are you talking <laughs> to someone about this? Well, the thing is, like when you when you think of a number, usually there's a color associated with it. It could be black, but like does I it think change of, or is is the color like the same throughout all the numbers i think mine change i think my i think one is yellow two is red three blue and then four green and then after that it kind of gets hazy is that okay. the numbers that you see in like preschool on the, like the colorful signs that have the numbers and that's just ingrained in in grant's head of the numbers yeah maybe well, but it's probably attached to some trauma, right? Um, we only have to assume. <laughs> I think everything is attached to some sort of trauma. I guess probably, probably for me, it's just everything's black because of the darkness in my soul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, okay, the real Grant. question is, Drew, have you been seeing somebody? <laughs> That's. I'm not worried about Grant anymore. I'm more worried about you. So Grant, is it is it like you actually see a color when you think of the numbers? Like I don't see a like I when I think of a number, I think of just like a block number in that color. Interesting. But is like if I think of like a million, I don't I don't think of like right a red million. I just think of it as black. But like the single digit numbers That's interesting. are in color. Um, because. You know, the, the people who do crazy math in their head, they have something called synesthesia. So I'm, I'm butchering that pronunciation where like inputs into their head are switched and basically their senses are, are activated when other senses are activated. So these people will legitimately see a number like 462 um, and to them that's like a purple maroon and then they'll take 523 and that's a light yellow and they can multiply those numbers in their head by literally combining the colors and the output is some color and they know what number that is. I'm sorry. Did, uh, did you just diagnose Grant? <laughs> it's not no, like I, I can't do that. It's not, like a, it's not like a medical condition. It's just something that some people can do. And the people who are really good at math, like in their heads tend to be people who can do it as colors. There was a guy in my CS class that could multiply numbers really quickly in his head. Um, like big numbers just because they were colors. There was there was a limit. You couldn't do like seven-digit number times seven-digit numbers, but you could do three-digit numbers pretty easily. There's, a, there's somebody that I knew who saw people as colors. 
who would like they would look at you and they would say like your aura is like red. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> yeah, right. I think well, that's a good aura. That's, that's what this reminds me of. So, Grant, do, do you do you taste the numbers? Do they have flavors as well, or no? That'd be cool, honestly. Uh, but no, just colors, what, what not even smells, texture? nothing. What about like textures? Number two, like all fuzzy, and number one's a little rigid. Like, no, <laughs> three tastes great. Honestly, probably like if I if we made cookies in the shapes of numbers. Three would probably be best. So I, I'm I I want to give you a serious answer because we kind of just ripped into this, but I think all I see is black. And I I don't I think that's, <laughs> I think yeah I think I'm gonna take I don't know that if I want to dig into that and, say, and just it's just gonna be Shadrick saying all I see is black. And I think <laughs> that's gonna be like the tagline maybe for this episode. It's like today we find out what that'll be the title. The, t- the title, all Shadrach sees is black. And then also Drew. And then Grant sees some colors, but only for like four numbers. <laughs> he actually can't see the colors if they're not associated with a number. <laughs> oh, that'd be wild. Dude, that'd be so frustrating. Do any, of them, do any of them share a color? Or like, is when we get into double... Oh, no, you said it doesn't work for double digits. I was going to say... Like, is there is there like an ombre in any of them where it's like goes from like red to orange to yellow? Like, that's I mean that's a good idea, but my brain doesn't do that. So you're not quite as uh, I'm, know, I'm not synesthesia. You're not as, um, as that guy that James math class. Okay. No, we're not at prodigy level for math, is what we're saying. No. Okay. Maybe third grade education Got it. level. Got it. All right, so speaking of math, I've typically got 24 hours in the day, probably the same as you guys. Um, it's never enough. So I just think of the greatest showman song whenever someone says that. Never enough. Yeah, I don't know. You keep bringing up some heavy emotional stuff here, Grant. We don't have time yeah. to dive into that. I do think, Drew, that was a good, solid transition. Nice work. <laughs> Thank you. If I, if you guys will let me close it. All right. So today... So going back to numbers, actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> today, we are talking about time management. And we're going to try a little different format and just react to some time management tips from the internet. So we've got a top 10 list. Do you guys want to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? I'm feeling 5 to 1 and then 6 to 10. Okay, we're going to go 10 to 1. Okay. <laughs> oh, number 10 actually is a killer. Maybe we should start with 1. Okay, we're going to start with 1. Tip number 1 is delegate tasks. Wow, that's a... What that's great if you have back? someone to delegate. To. I was going to say, if you have a servant, that's awesome. <laughs> In terms of like a large company, yeah, you're going to want to delegate some of the smaller responsibilities. Like, But for instance, you know, yesterday, my my PI, the person who runs the lab I work in, was like, hey, I need you to analyze this data, and it's only me. You know, like there's no, there's no one to delegate that task to. Unless you have multiple personalities. You yeah, actually, my number, my personalities are all numbers. 
<laughs> All right. So and do they I, have colors associated with them? <laughs> Your aura is a uh, green. Um, no, but I think the serious answer to that question is that's cool if you if you have someone to delegate. I I agree if you because you don't want to drive yourself crazy and take on the whole world as you know you're growing. But like if you don't have someone to delegate and you're just doing personal tasks, um, I feel like this this point is totally irrelevant. But I, I would say you can delegate some tasks. Um, like if you're, if you hate mowing the lawn and there's a neighbor boy or girl who will mow it for $10 a week, that, that could be a good task to delegate because it's probably not worth your time, but it is worth, you know, the time of, of your neighbor friend. So I'd say there are ta- tasks you can delegate, but you have to be, willing to spend some money that's a good point i think that's a good answer i I think that honestly i don't think i have anything else to add to that besides if you can delegate it and it's worth it do it (laughs) this was number two drew all right number two is prioritize work I'm going to just cut that down because I think it was maybe a weird subtitle. I think they're just telling you to prioritize, which I think I'll jump in on this. Um, So I picked up on this thing in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where the author, Stephen R. Covey, talks about... um, First things first, I think is maybe the way he puts it. And he says, take those most important high impact sort of tasks that you have and and do them first and let the other things fill in the gaps instead of letting the other things expand to fill your day and then having to fit the most important things into the gaps. And that's that's been super important for me to use that structure. And I know this is something that we've talked about before. Um, but yeah, that, that's been an important one for me. I like that. I was wondering when uh, Stephen R. Covey would come in. I just didn't think it was going to happen this quick, but. There it is. I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened though. No, I think, I, think, <laughs> I think you said it all. I think I agree wholeheartedly with that. I don't know if I have any more to add. I, I do think one thing that's interesting is when you have a bunch of tasks of the same priority, how do you decide which guns gets done first? And Drew and I did something in undergrad that was kind of funky. We did reverse procrastination. So we would do the uh, topics that were due, or we do the homework and assignments that we do later in the week first. Um, and so that way, like, so if you're working on a Monday, you start working on things that are due like Thursday, Friday first, and try to work all the way back until you're doing the things that are due Tuesday. Um, and if you do that, you do it well, you have the whole week ahead of you, um, which can be awesome. Yeah. these. Yeah. Um, I tried I'll, that once, and uh, I turned in an essay really late and got like half points. So <laughs> I, uh, I don't you know. You weren't doing it right then. Yeah. I'm telling you, touching. this hot tip, I mean – this is a guerrilla tactic for college students. 
it doesn't really work anymore. It kind of stopped working once I got towards the end of college and was doing more research and it hasn't really worked, you know, right now running a business. But for me in school, this worked very well, especially when I was in some of those like general classes. I would, I could totally, I had this sewed down at one point that I was taking three day weekends every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I would be done by every, with everything by Thursday. It was pretty amazing. So All contact right. Drew if you need some hot tips on that. Cause I feel like that could be a whole article. Yeah. Okay. Number three is make a schedule. That's pretty solid. I, uh, I have found when I plan my day, I'm more productive, but, and I don't know, that's about it. Sometimes it's hard to actually schedule because things come up and schedules change. So I don't know. Do you guys have advice? Cause I still struggle with that one. Yeah. I was going to say something similar. Like I never really incorporated a schedule till I started working full time while doing school. Um, and then that's where it became lifesaver. So it didn't, I didn't like really do anything until my life just became so overwhelming that I actually needed to block time out for things. Um, but the, the moment I did like the stress and the overwhelming nature of everything just like decreased dramatically. So I was able to accomplish everything. So I think structure has plays a really key role, especially as you take on more and more responsibility. But it's a good habit like to to start early on because I had to like learn how to do it after I was already overwhelmed. And so like if I could recommend to people to do it earlier, that's what I would do. Um, I just didn't take it seriously enough beforehand. I'm I'm a I'm a huge advocate of, of scheduling it out. And what I do, and this might bleed into a later bullet point, is I use checklists um like religiously. Um where every Monday I will make a massive checklist of all of the things I need to do that week. And then I'll, I'll move those items onto each day that I need to do. So every morning I wake up and I have a new checklist. And I know if I can finish that checklist that day, I'm done. Like I don't have to worry about anything else. I don't have to like look ahead. And every night I just take like three minutes and look at the next day's checklist to see like anything that's scheduled. Oh, at 10 a.m. I have a meeting. I have to be in Houston at this time, blah, blah, blah. Um, every night just looking ahead and glancing at it because I already did that front end work of putting like on Monday, just planning everything. Each night is really easy because I just look at the checklist and say, oh, like did anything else get scheduled today? I need to be aware of things like that. And that has been like an absolute lifesaver. I'm, I'm a, and maybe we can chat about this in one of the other bullet points, but checklists I think are the like greatest invention of mankind. James, I wanted to ask you, do you write it all down? Like, do you have like a sticky note or something or is it electronic? I use the Things 3 app personally. Um, this is not sponsored. This is not sponsored, yeah. Well, if they want, if they want to sponsor <laughs> us, reach out. If they want to sponsor us. Um, it's, uh, it's a really clean app that is like, has lots of really powerful tools to like move these checklists around, to flag them as different things. So I found that the 
there's little work I have to do on my end um, and using the app and trying to like use sticky notes or whatever it is. And I have it on my computer, my iPad, my phone. So I can just get syncing everywhere. No matter where I'm at, I can type quickly add something into my, my list or, um, you know, things like that. I, I, I really enjoy that app. And I think it was like five bucks on my phone, which actually was kind of funny because it made me use it then. Cause I was like, Oh shoot. Like I spent like five bucks on a stupid app. I can need to actually use this app. And then I got in the habit of using it and it has revolutionized how I do things. So do you well, use a calendar, James? Uh, I do use a calendar. Um, but I use the, the checklist more and I'll start checklist and saying, Hey, I have this at this time. Um, and then during my planning session, like, or like the five minutes I take every night, I'll glance through and make sure those dates and times are correct. Um, and a lot of things like a lot of zoom links will automatically add to my calendar, which is great. Cause it syncs things syncs with my calendar. So the, my calendar shows up above the to-do list. So that's really mm-hmm. nice. Cause I can look and I go, Oh, look, I have a meeting at 1045. Um, on my checklist, it says 11. Let me make sure, you know, glance at the email, see if we moved it or if it's just wrong on the calendar. So, I mean, do you time block these tasks in or? Um, well, right now I'm just working full time, you know, like I'm just coding. <laughs> you know, I'm coding and reading papers all day. Um, so not necessarily, uh, unless it's like a scheduled meeting or something. I find I'm, I'm a bit more productive if I'm not worried about uh like i need to get this task done at this time but if i'm working on the tasks that are like important they'll get done that's just the thing like i know i have to finish that checklist that day so it doesn't really matter necessarily the order i attack them in as long as i can get the checklist done interesting see i i can't get a checklist to work for me um Maybe it's something that I could add on, on on top of what I'm doing and be successful with. But with for me, without like doing time blocking at this point, it's it's like if something isn't blocked out on my on my calendar, it's not happening. Um, and I, I don't know, because just because there are, seem to be so many other people and things like competing for my time, um, like I feel like if I don't put something on my calendar, that time's going to get taken by something. And maybe that, that high-impact task on my list doesn't get done. Um, and I, I do, like, during the school year, I did this as well, and I have time blocked out, like, homework, food, lifting, whatever it may be, you know, like, that's solid. All right, we got to move on. Keep rolling here. Number four, set up deadlines. I'll just say right now, this has been a big one for me to learn as I like have left any sort of structured setting and been completely just responsible to myself. Um, I think it's important to create deadlines for yourself in the absence of other deadlines. Um, just so you have something to push for and kind of get that intensity ramped up as the deadline approaches so that you can, can really finish things and move along. Yeah. To me, that's what a checklist does. It gives me a deadline of each day, like getting done that day breaks down to discrete quantities. 
All right, I'm going to go to the next one, which says overcome procrastination, which we may have talked about a little bit. <laughs> That's like become productive. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is kind of a dumb. Uh, yeah, I thought we skipped that one. Was just like, oh yeah, if uh, if you could be productive, then you would be productive. <laughs> Six is deal with stress wisely. Interesting. Hmm. I I probably wouldn't have put that on my list, but that makes sense. Like if, I know in the past when I've gotten overwhelmed by the amount of things I have that sometimes I like just avoid doing any of them. Um, so I guess that makes sense. Like you, you don't want to just become paralyzed with yeah. overwhelm. Well, and I think, I think um, there's so much that we could dive into this because this is where it really breaks off into the whole work-life balance stuff. Um, but I think this, the key here is probably overlapping with another point, which is, the blocking out or scheduling out your time because when you do that and you live by it and you make that like your law of life is like okay i'm living by my schedule um then you typically don't see a whole lot of procrastination but there's always a health there's always a healthy balance to be struck because you know you don't want to be a slave to your schedule where it's you only do that um but i think i think there's this is a whole another conversation i think stress in, in work life, in school life, even in family life is a whole nother topic that we could probably spend a whole lot of time discussing. Yeah. All I might say on this one is I maybe play devil's advocate a little bit. I think there's a healthy amount of stress. And you, you got to find the balance because you know, there, I mean, there is some some scientific research that if you think about stress in a positive way, you can have stress have a positive impact in your life. Um, I, I was listening to, it's called the, uh, I think it's called the Huberman Lab podcast, and he uh he was talking about this where people who think of stress as like a, the refiner's fire sort of mentality or yeah think of it as something that makes them stronger makes them grow can become stronger and grow through stress but people who tend to think of stress as this is damaging me tend to be damaged by stress which i found just fascinating and made me think about, you know, what I'm consuming in terms of the people I'm talking to, the content I'm listening to, and how it's making me think about challenges in my life. But we probably don't want to go too far down that track. But that was That's very cool, though. Stress. I, I will just say, I think I definitely agree with that. Um, all right. Seven, avoid multitasking. I agree. Big time. Focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, and I know that James agrees because James has this weird uh, monkish <laughs> flow state thing he does where he he puts headphones on. Um, do you listen to music? I do. Uh, instrumental, though. 
do you have noise canceling going or, or no? Yeah, I do. Okay, noise cancellation, headphones on, hoodie on with the hood cinched tight. <laughs> and that is how James solves programming problems. <laughs> it is. And I'll say that it's mostly because I get so distracted. Like I know that if I'm not manually limiting the stimulus that's coming into my head, I will get distracted. I will start talking to somebody. I will start like getting totally off track. And so if I like literally limit my focus to one thing, then I can really do some damage on that task. Um, and still to this day, you know, when I, when I really need to focus, I'll try to manually input or manually limit all the stimulus that's coming into my head um, to the most important things I can just focus and grind on one task at a time. Hmm. I feel like I could probably actually get better about creating some routines around that that could help me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I definitely try not to multitask. I feel like it works for very few people. I multitask some things, but not work or school things. Like I multitask exercising and listening to podcasts, or I multitask like cleaning, like cleaning up and like talking to, you know, family, or I guess I can do multitasking like that, but I can't do deep intensive work while multitasking. Yeah, I think you have to make a decision between like, is this a multitasking task or is it not? Right. Yeah, I think that, that rings true for me. Okay, tip number eight, start early. And they mean start early in the day. So this is kind of controversial. Yeah, this is my world. I just, I actually disagree with this. I think... I disagree. I personally do it. Like I try to get up at five 20 ish each morning. Um, but I do think that they're like, you have to be aware of when you're most productive for me, like waking up early in the morning, I'm like pretty alert in the morning. If my son hasn't kept me up all night, like I'm, I'm able to really get things done good in the morning as opposed to late at night when I tend to try to get, like, I tend to get more social <laughs> kind of late at night where I'm more interested in, you know, talking to my wife or, you know, watching the movie, things like that. So to me, I found that personally waking up earlier is better than staying up late. But for instance, Drew, I know that you work really well at night and you tend to get up. At least last time we chatted about this, you were getting up at like eight o'clock and staying up to like midnight or one. Is that still the case? Yeah. So it turns out when you have a business partner who wants to meet with you at 6 a.m., you start meeting with them at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's my fault. Um, yeah. So basically like I, I agree with James. I think, I think it is situational by the person. Um, but I, I also think that that changes as well because I used to not be the morning person. I used to, I used to function the best after 11 PM. Um, oh man, the, do I have some stories about Shadrach functioning best after 11 PM? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, oh, hold uh, on. let's do some background here. Go ahead, James. Okay. 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 I will just say when I met Shadrach, he was an anthropology major 
And part of this was doing like these 400 page readings every night. And what would happen is we'd get home. I, I you know, I'd probably get home from the library around seven and uh, we'd all get to the apartment and we'd all kind of start chatting um, and chatter would be like, all right, I got to start my homework. Be like, okay, cool. And then someone would turn the office on um, and we'd be watching that. We'd watch a movie or something. And then like 10 o'clock rolls around. Chatter's like, guys, like, I really got to get this reading done. We're like, okay, dude, like, yeah, like, you know, go for it. We won't distract you. But then we'd start talking and Chadwick would talk with us because, you know, we're social people, we're all friends. Um, and finally, we'd go to sleep at like 11 p.m. And Chadwick's like, crap, I got to start this reading. And he would just sit on the couch and he'd cinch his hoodie. That's where I got the idea from. Put his beats on over his hoodie and drink a monster until like 4 a.m. And I'd get up, at the, I'd get up in the middle of the night or 2 a.m. to go to the bathroom and I'd look and there's this Chadwick with this ghostly glow of the, the screen on his face and just like these wired crazy eyes reading you know about like the mohicans or something you know it was just like it was it was just hilarious yeah i would say that's probably the lowest point in my life where i went to bed <laughs> i went to bed there were some nights where i'd literally go to bed at like four in the morning and wake up at seven thirty to go to work so um that was probably the worst semester i've ever had with that where it was like literally a hundred pages of dense academic research uh that someone spent three years of their life you know doing um yeah so there's there's a time period where that was it and that's and that's honestly i got to the point where i i could not be productive until that stimulus kind of went away and it was at 11 o'clock at night when everybody went to bed and, and then i could actually focus and like really hone in. Um, but now, I mean, that all changed when I think that all changed when I got married, I think. But, um, now when I need to get something done, I'm up at four in the morning, easy. And, and man, the, the amount of productivity that I have at four in the morning is absurd. I feel like that's when I'm just the most dialed in on anything. And then, and then as the day goes, I get less and less productive. And then at five o'clock, I'm basically like checked out. It's it's kind of done for me. Um, but man, the quality of work that I get done at four in the morning is the best I ever have. Yeah, I think maybe part of this is being married changes the rhythm of your life. And just, I don't know, grinding late nights and then waking up late maybe doesn't fit as well with that life. Um, yeah, I think it goes down to my social uh, desire. Like I, I hung out with you guys a lot at night. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I sacrificed going to bed at around the same time so I could keep working. <clears throat> but I think this, with, you know, being married, I like to spend my nights talking with Hannah and everything. But then you know, I still have to get work done and she likes to sleep in more. And so I just say, okay, well, I'm just going to wake up early and get work done while she's asleep. Now I can spend more time with her throughout the day. Yeah, this might be different for James having a, a baby. Um, but like, for I just me, don't sleep. what's that? I literally don't sleep. <laughs> like, it's terrible, but we'll go to bed, you know, like whole family is in bed at like 930. And then he just, we're trying to sleep train him, um, which is a joy. But I mean, you know, I'm up every 45 minutes, hour sometimes, because he's just decided that he's very angry at that moment. Um, 
like for instance this morning like I was gonna go uh try to work out before the podcast but he just woke up at 5 a.m and was screaming so I had to hold him <laughs> children are joys but uh uh it's rough when they don't sleep <laughs> so I think it's some sort of like magical dad power because I'm functioning I function every day on like three to four hours of sleep oh boy yeah, that, that was about when I was in the grind with anthropology. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I was going to say, I think for me, and it sounds like for you, Shadrach, it, like if we can wake up a little bit early, we can get stuff done completely quiet, basically. But James tried to wake up early to get stuff done, and uh, his baby had a different idea about that. I mean, it was awesome. Then I just got to like, cuddle him you know, on the couch, like it was great, but I wasn't necessarily being productive. Yeah. All right. We got to finish these up. Number nine, take regular breaks. I use Pomodoro timer and I love it. Is that the 40 minute thing? Uh, I do 25, five. Okay. So you work for 25, five off. Yep. I do the opposite. I work five and then take a 25 minute break. (laughs) (laughs) I think Grant's given us a secret to law school. (laughs) <laughs> Grant, Grant has like 90 minutes of useful time in the day <laughs> but they're good 90 minutes <laughs> yeah imagine how focused you have to be during those 90 minutes uh, that's hilarious yeah I this one is interesting because it feels like just sometimes I need a break and sometimes I'm in such a state that I don't want to break the state and it's a bummer when I have to take a break that's fair. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it goes just knowing different. yourself. Just knowing yourself. You know, when you need to breathe, take a breather. If you're yeah, if you're sure. good to get on your gear in at that flow state, keep going. Yeah, that's a great point. I think there's some tasks that are definitely for me. Coding is something that I really just kind of lock into. Um, but for instance, like reading scientific papers, I, I do need to take breaks because my brain feels like it's going to explode. Um, so. I think there are definitely some tasks that are inherently more suited towards taking regular breaks as opposed to those that kind of get you in a flow state when you're uh, working on them. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm excited for this last one because we were going to do it first. Now we're doing it last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, number 10, I think, is a pretty good one. Learn to say no. Oh. That's Just good. drop the mic, close it out. That's it. <laughs> I, I think I think this is super important. During undergrad, I got so busy just because I was always wanting to do something, do more research, work in another lab, you know, with dunk team and mascotting. I was like, oh, I'll do this event. I'll do that event. You know, we'll travel to Wyoming this weekend, whatever it may be. Um, I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to start saying no to some of these things because I just, like we, like we started the podcast, there's only 24 hours in the day, you know, <laughs> like... You do need to say no to free that time up. Yeah. So James, for some background, he mentioned was on the dunk team at BYU where we went to school, which is basically a performance group that does stunt dunks. I don't know, flipping into dunks and stuff off of trampolines. And yeah, I can only imagine that probably was a hard thing to, to uh, pr- appropriate boundaries around make good limits for 
yeah, it was just so fun, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I was like, well, if I want to get into med school, I have to like get good grades. Yeah. I think it goes down to also just knowing what you can say no to and like, like what, what are you saying yes to that's just creating real busy work versus what are you saying yes to that's actually having an impact? Um, and like, you know, especially if you're in a job role, like saying yes to the things that you actually are required to in your job. Um, but then saying no to those extra things that maybe will just overwhelm and create busy work and not, and would actually interfere with your, your actual job. So I think it goes, it also flows into the idea of prioritizing, also delegating. Um, it kind of ties a lot of this stuff in where it's like, okay, say yes to the things that you need to and that you can, but then say no to, to the fluff, you know? Yeah, I actually think that right there is a core skill to develop to become, uh, I guess, an effective person to really be able to decide what's going to move the needle on your most important goals and what's just adding fluff, like you said, and being able to cut out the fluff. I think also it, it ebbs and flows, just like anything. Like we sometimes, yeah, we need to... Uh, you know, there's some weeks where I have to say no to a lot more things because I'm just like overwhelmed more. Um, because, and, but it kind of goes down to the taking a break. Like if you need a breather, take a breather, say no to more things. Um, but if you're in a flow state, I mean, just keep going, like say yes, but obviously don't like force yourself into a spot where you're overwhelmed. But like, if you're feeling good about things, you don't have to say no just because you want to say no, or just because, you know, it's a whole balance that you have to strike. Right. Um, but I think that it ebbs and flows and so let it ebb and flow. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap this thing up, but what do you guys have slated for the weekend? I'm going to look at some, uh, RNA seek data of mouse poop. Really looking forward to that. Okay. <laughs> I, I am part of, uh, strawberry days in my old hometown. So we're, we're going to go walk in a parade and everything. Well, okay, hang on. So what 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 the heck is Strawberry Days? I didn't grow up in the it's Mountain like, West. We have Strawberry Days in Utah too. It's like in Springville or whatever. Like, it's basically just like a, a weekend event. I don't know. Do you guys watch Stranger Things where they have like the carnival and stuff? Like, it's that kind of thing where they have like a carnival. They have like a little fair of like local shops and stuff. And you know, you know I watch Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys get it. It's well, like, yeah, so I, I'm going to Strawberry Days in Pleasant Grove today. We're doing the, the parade. We're going to watch the parade. But I don't know. I don't actually know what it is. I mean, is it the Strawberry Harvest? I think it used to be tied to something like that. But I think it's more just like, uh, yeah, now we just celebrate as a town once a year. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have this growing up. In, in I'm, I'm actually walking in our parade this weekend, which is why I have to get off now so I can go drive to walk in it. So, All right. Well, send Grant, some pictures. Just... Are you going to be dressed as a strawberry? I do. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah, I don't have uh, too exciting of a weekend, but uh, just helping. We're in uh, Bountiful this weekend, Father's Day. Um, just helping up around the house a little bit. Cool. Cool. All right. That was a good one. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.